When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to DMZ Live. Harvey Levin here. Charles here. So, Alyssa Milano really stepped in it. According to some people, she is soliciting money for her son's uh, baseball team, yes. uh, and she is doing it on GoFundMe. It has pissed a lot of people I off. I didn't know people cared so much about Little League, but yes, Alyssa Milano's son Milo is on a 12 and under team, and they're wanted, they want to take a trip to Cooperstown to go visit the Baseball Hall of Fame. But as anyone who has kids know, you know, generally you have to, there are fundraisers for these things. The kids are charged with raising the money. All right, you want to go to Cooperstown? It costs here's money. What gotta, here's what it's we got to raise. And they do it in all sorts of ways. They do chocolate bars. They do all kinds of popcorn sales. And sometimes they post on GoFundMe. Uh, on GoFundMe. Which is okay because most of these people, you know, if they have 100 relatives who look on GoFundMe, Alyssa Milano has 3.4 million followers just on Twitter alone, and, and she's very famous. And she decided to leverage those uh, millions of followers by posting it, and the goal is $10,000. Yeah, the, the number's at just under 8,000 at this point, and uh, not only are they trying to go see the Hall of Fame, I think, but there's actually a tournament out there. I think that's what's really going oh, wow. on. There's okay. a Cooperstown Little League tournament to go play, hotels, travel, all that stuff. That's yeah. kind of what she's raising money for. She says that in her description for the GoFundMe, which she and her husband, by the way, who's also very wealthy, presumably, uh, are kind of operating, right? So at first, I was actually on Alyssa's side. I was kind of like outraged at the outrage. I'm like, just let her be. She's just a mom trying to raise some money and some awareness. But then I kind of looked into who's actually donating. And Alyssa Milano, from what we can see, she has not donated. Maybe she's doing stuff behind the scenes. Maybe she's giving her own money no, we behind found, the scenes. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. We'll, we'll get to it because we found yeah. something out on that. Okay, well, either way, when I saw that she was not publicly listed as one of the donors for this so far, then I kind of got a little mad at her. And I was kind of like, yeah, why haven't you donated? Like, aren't you rich and wealthy, presumably? And that's what I thought. Like, maybe people are assuming she's loaded, and I, I figure she's loaded too, but... $10,000 is nothing. If she did donate, would it change your opinion? It depends on how much it is. Yeah, I, I was going to say, what, if, what if, number if, would satisfy you? $10,000. She should cover $10,000. <laughs> well, then there'd be no GoFundMe and you wouldn't see it <laughs> at all if she so donated. Like, if, I understand like she, her son's on the team. They're trying to do something for the team collectively. That's fine. But don't don't be the person to do it, Alyssa. You're the famous person. Get some random nobody parent But that random this. nobody parent doesn't have 3 million followers. But then she can retweet that. Is The fact that she's the administrator of the GoFundMe, she's the one kind of, you know what right. I mean? That All of it just looks like, okay, like, you're think, like what's going I, on I, here? I, I, think, so. I think a lot of this just has to do with optics, that everybody knows she's extremely famous and rich, mm -hmm. and just the optics of soliciting money um, when you have the means to underwrite it, sure. I, think that, now, I think that's kind of a core issue. And, and, and I personally, look, I mean, I, I think, honestly, I think it's a bad PR move which is why she had to address it. Yes, she responded, she saw all the uh, online flack about this and said that um, she has paid for the uniforms for the entire team and coaches, she's thrown birthday parties, and she sponsors 
any kid on the team who can't afford the monthly dues. Uh, and the kids do fundraising themselves, car washes, movie nights, all those things that we'd yeah, expect. Yeah, and I, that's what I figured, that she had done something. But to Harvey's point about optics, this is the exact same thing during the Hawaii Relief Fund from last year when The Rock and Oprah were, like, begging people to donate when they are like, uber, uber rich. and Right? Remember all that? And, like, people were pissed. Like, what are you doing exactly out here begging for cash? The same thing. They, they, they donated in, as well. And they did same, donate. It's the exact right. same concept, but just on a smaller little league But they scale. actually did donate. And they, they said they that when You're they right, started. They did, but they right. should have donated more. But anyway, well, I mean, so but neither no, here no, nor there. Neither here nor there. In Alyssa's defense, and in defense of her son, Milo, you want the kid, we always get all over celebrities when they throw these lavish parties for their kids or they buy Birkin bags for their kids, right? right. Like, raise them like normal kids, right? Well, here she is doing something pretty normal, right? This is why make her son be singled out by saying, don't worry about it. We don't have to fundraise anything. My mom just wrote the check. Well, now he's the rich kid but I would on the say, team. But wait right? a minute. If she's paying, so, how much money do you think she's paying? I mean, with all this. I, I don't know. Well, I don't let, know let, let's say she's paying yeah, $7,000. It's way more than her but share. But you want the kids, they have to feel the fact that they have to raise money yeah, you're, and they've got to do things. You're ignoring. So you are ignoring that she's what? a celebrity and that And we that always PR, give celebrities a hard time no, no, when no. they do I everything. Do, I'm not giving her a hard time. I'm saying right. it's a bad I'm going to remember this next time you're getting all wait, the wait, party beats behind wait, a Birkin wait, bag wait. for her kid. That's different. And you just said it was different. You literally it's, it's just not, said it was different. No, it's You literally different. said it's I'm not like you're buying you a Birkin I'm talking about right. how and you, you raise your child. Right, and you said she's raising the child normally. Right, which is good. Good. I should applaud that. I agree with you. But if she pays $7,000, she has paid way more than her share and she doesn't have to fundraise because she stepped up and done so, it. So she's it's not. It's just better okay, PR. So she's not fundraising. Just, she's just posting it's it. It's better letting, PRs. Why do you think she had to respond? Because people were dragging and how, her. And how do you feel about her response? I'm I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. And I'm were just, you fine with it before yes. her response? Yes, because she. Well, get, then, then it doesn't matter. It does matter for PR, and that's what I'm saying. She's in a business where PR matters. That's all I'm saying. Jeez. I hope the kids get to Cooperstown. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Hey, it's Becca Berger from Warwick, Rhode Island. It is never received well when celebrities tie themselves in to GoFundMe specifically. It just rubs a lot of us normies the wrong way, right? Uh, immediately, I thought to myself, well, she could do two fan conventions in a weekend and make this money and then some. I understand what you guys are saying about how, hey, she wants to raise her son like the rest of us commoners do. Um, but it just, the optics maybe come out in front of it at the very beginning and say, hey, look what I've already done for this team. And can you give us a couple bucks to go to Cooperstown? Okay. I, I, I beat you on the Birkin bag. You okay. did beat me on the I Birkin bag. The no, you bag. didn't beat me on the Birkin bag. <laughs> I don't care about a Birkin bag. I care about these kids getting to Cooperstown. That's it. <laughs> we're we're going to move so, on. By the way, uh, we should say that there I'm was sorry. one famous person who donated that we could see. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Such as, uh, nice, Mark. <laughs> okay, we're, we're, <laughs> we're going to give him a hard time. Why did you give more? <laughs> we're going to move on. All right. Uh, moving on to the war that has now erupted between Nicki Minaj and Megan Thee Stallion, um, who previously had actually years ago had recorded music together. I thought they were cool, but um, they're not, not now. No. Megan dropped a song called Hiss, and um, a lot of people, and clearly Nikki included, feel that she um, threw a jab Nikki's way. So first, here is the uh, part of Hiss that is um, really ticked off Nikki, and then we're gonna tell you how Nikki 
is responding because it's good. Yeah. Weak ass won't address me. Well, hmm. she came in pretty hard, and the bar that people are saying the reason why she came after Nikki and uh, Kenneth is because she said Megan's Law. So if you don't know, Megan's Law is a law where law enforcement must sex share information to, about they, sex, they sex offenders publicly. So her using that bar, clearly uh, Nicki Minaj's husband uh, is a sex offender. He's on the list. So clearly she was definitely. Well, well, before we get into Nikki's response, where did this beef start between the two yeah, of them? Why, why would well, Megan Charles, even have he, done that? He, uh, he said, like, you know, Meg and Nikki have worked together in the past. However, after they worked together, Meg then went on to work with Cardi B, who she's worked with multiple oh. times on WAP, bongos. And as we all know, Cardi and Nikki have infamously been beefing for quite a while. So I'm sure Nikki did not take, you know, uh, Meg going to work with her arch rival Cardi too well. And now we're here with Hiss and other diss songs. So, yeah, Nikki. Nikki did respond, and it was pretty well, good. Well, Nikki, Nikki torched her. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So this is Nikki's. There, a couple of responses. One is in an actual song, an actual verse that she wrote, um, and then there were just some other things that she was doing online last night. But here is Nikki's lyrical response. Bad bitch, you like a six foot. I call a big foot. The bitch fell off. <laughs> A seeming, uh, not seeming, a very clear, clear response very to Meg being shot, being shot in the foot by Tory, by Tory Lanez. Yeah. Um, she also went on to say that she's got, there's this this rapper who has three Grammys but still has to learn how to rap on beat. She was on social media liking multiple posts that was uh, dissing Meg. She was posting she, like, pictures of her mock, foot. Didn't she yeah, she posted mock, a picture of her, um, her manicured yeah. foot. She was like, my foot's pretty. It's not, not no shot up foot there. Uh, yeah, so she was, Nikki was was not going, she was not letting Meg go down without a fight. Meg did post something on her social media, you know, saying she was just laughing, like laughing off the hate, but who knows, we'll, we'll see what if this continues. What happened to women supporting women? Oh, that was so 2013, apparently. Hey, what's going on, everybody? DJ Chain, St. Pete, Florida. Look, look, the, the thing to me is, this whole beef is hilarious. For one, Megan right now is actually getting um, Nicki Minaj just because of the sex offender um, reply about her husband. But the retort that Nicki had about get up on the good foot, um, calling her a big foot, and, you know, with the whole pinky toe missing thing, that is the best response ever. <laughs> now, where, now, where the whole beef came from, good. I think Nicki is still upset about the whole Tory Lane's trial. So I think that is what's skewing a lot of things also. Hmm, yeah. Whatever it is, some serious beef. Well, if Justin Timberlake thought he could uh, start his musical comeback without um, ticking off all the Britney fans, he thought wrong because he dropped his new single, Selfish, yesterday. And as soon as he did, the uh, Britney people just started going after him. And they, are, they figured out a way to troll him that actually has been kind of effective. Um, instead of streaming his song, they decided they would stream a different Selfish. Um, Which I did not know Britney recorded. I didn't even know Britney had a song, Selfish. It was never released as a single. It was on one of her albums. I'm not even sure which one. You can obviously uh, access that with streaming now. And so they are streaming her song and it's gaining on Justin's. 
Uh, as you'd expect, Justin Timberlake drops a new song. It's number one right now uh, on streaming. But you can see, coming up, <laughs> coming up is uh, Britney's Selfish, which was never a hit to begin with. And let's be honest, I mean, Justin is definitely getting some hate from Britney fans. Um, obviously, stuff that was written in the memoir and all of that that she revealed. But let's also look at Justin's future. Um, he's got a world tour that he just announced coming up. He's obviously got this song that just came out. The song is really good. So there's a lot of positive going on for Justin. The ridiculous thing about this is that a lot of people are pissed off uh, because, because they've misread her memoir. In her memoir, she says, yeah. You when say I, they've misread Well, it. they did misread it. They, Brittany says in the memoir, she was 19 and Justin was 19, and um, she, she got, got pregnant, and she said, you know, if Justin weren't there, I probably would have had the baby, right. but he didn't want to have the baby, and we talked about it, and after talking, I decided I'm going to do this. Now, whether you agree or not agree, she never said he browbeat her, he gave his opinion, they talked it out. She never dragged him when she was describing this, but, but everybody else but was because, interpreting this. But you see, the way you just said it, that's not the order in which she wrote it in the book. She did it the other way in the book. She said, we talked about it and, da -da -da, and we decided we're not gonna do it. And then she said, but if Justin weren't around, I, I would have had the baby. But he was around because so, he was the father. Of course. I mean, it's I, just. I hear you. It's I'm a, just saying it's that's just, why they interpreted it that way. Like then they got to read better. Then they just got to they got to they got to read better. And you know, go to Evelyn Wood if it's still around. But read better because that's not. <laughs> wow, that was a reference. Well, that's not what Evelyn she, Wood. <laughs> oh my God. It's not. I took it. It's yeah. not what she said. And right. people just want to drag him. And look, I mean. With the Janet Jackson thing, I get it. Yes. But this is just, you know, it's like people are just looking. I've got to go after. They don't want to let it go. That's and right. so they found a way to get out exactly. of Exactly. Mike Scott out of Atlanta. Um, I never really feel bad for celebrities, uh, but I will say, you know, he's rich. He'll be fine. This situation does feel a bit odd and maybe unfair um, because he did start with, him catching all that unwarranted backlash for when his ex was on Obama's internet with those knives, right? A whole ordeal. <laughs> but I mean, if you know that, then be careful about what you put out. So like I said, I don't feel bad. Thank you guys. All right. Okay. Well, let's go to um, uh, the, the better half, uh, as they say. Uh, Jessica Biel, uh, revealing something about her home life, uh, more specifically, her shower life. Mm. Um, that shower life. I don't know Hashtag if that shower life. Maybe she's going to start a trend here. I've never heard of this being a thing. I just think it's gross. But it is for her. This is just this is Jessica Biel describing what she does in the shower. I think maybe some of you know this about me, but I love to eat in the shower. I love to eat and drink in the shower. Shower appropriate items like cereal or yogurt, coffee, tea, popsicles. I know, melt factor, but safe, you know? Down the drain, anything drops, you're good. Only tricky thing is when you're chewing, you gotta keep your mouth closed because I still like to get under the water. That's the pro tip. Chew, do not open the mouth, do not let the shower water in. There you go. Enjoy your shower consuming. Ugh. <laughs> All right, Ugh. hold on. A popsicle I could get. Yeah, I, I get a popsicle. But cereal? But cereal oh. and yogurt. Know, she even man. posted a photo of her eating some like pasta-like dish in oh, the shower, no, which no, I find no, just no, 
no, so no. Strange. What does she um, have? Does she have like a little, <laughs> little breakfast nook next to her? She literally her has a shelf in her shower where she'll put her coffee, she'll put her yogurt, and you know, then she'll shampoo her hair and then go back to the yogurt. It's so strange. Okay, I have a question. Why? Well, she why? did say why, because everyone on the internet was just like, this is a waste of water, this is confusing, just sit at a dining table, but she explains that she has kids, and when you have kids, it's hard to eat, and the kids want to eat what you're eating, and it's like becomes a whole thing, so kids this is where around. she goes for peace of mind. Boy, if that's true, then she has just helped the population explosion, because you oh, don't want to have kids control. if you're relegated to eating in the shower. It's the only place you can eat I in mean, the shower. I mean, that's the best uh, uh, that's better than a Trojan. <laughs> I mean, I'm actually really serious. It's like, shout out to Trojan. Shout out to Trojan. Hi, my name is Summer. I'm Crispy Skates, and I am here in Naples, Florida. Hi. Hi. And hey, and so I, I guess my opinion is I, at first I had a lot of questions, but now I'm just thinking about Seinfeld and Kramer yes. in the shower eating salad. And yes. she needs to know David Putty. She needs David Putty's phone number. He, she needs a, a garbage disposal installed. That is a good, <laughs> good ref. Yeah, that was good. That good was reference. really good. Okay. I, listen, I, I'm guilty of uh, a beer in the shower. Like, you know, when you're it's hot and it's in Arizona, in the summer you have like a, uh, you know, you have a beer in the shower. That makes sense. I can buy that. I yeah. can't buy spaghetti. It's refreshing. I but cannot spaghetti. buy spaghetti. A lot of questions today about capital punishment after an inmate was uh, put to death last night in Alabama. Kenneth Eugene Smith was sentenced to death for a uh, murder for hire plot in 1980. Uh, back in 1988. Oh, yeah. was it 88? Yeah, 88 was when he committed the crime. Um, sentenced to death, and last night the state of Alabama used a never-before-used method uh, to put him to death. They used uh, nitrogen hypoxia, uh, and it was administered to him uh, using a gas mask. Now, the reason that this became such a huge story is because it did not go smoothly. Well, and also, they had never done it before. Right. They didn't know what it would look like when they did it, but they and still went through it with it. It was, uh, by all accounts, the people who were witnessing it, including his wife uh, and his pastor, um, horrific that he was convulsing on the table, uh, grabbing at the restraints, and took much longer than uh, the prison officials expected. So the question now is, because these are supposed to be humane, right? That the capital punishment is always intended to be that the person is put to death in a humane manner. And it does not seem like that's what happened. So what went wrong and why did they use, attempt to use this, uh, this method? Someone who knows uh, a lot about this is uh, Dr. Philip Nitschke. Uh, Dr. Nitschke actually testified at a hearing um, for Kenneth Smith before his death um, about where they were talking about what sort of methods they would use. Uh, so Dr. Nitschke is joining us right now to talk about how this all went down. Dr. Nitschke, welcome to TMZ Live. Oh, good evening, yes. So, uh, doctor, can you explain how this works with this, um, what was the intent? Well, using the nitrogen. Hypoxia? Yeah, and how does it work? I mean, specifically, what is what was the theory that it was supposed to, you know, do this painlessly? What we've had a lot of experience with nitrogen hypoxia, but by we I mean people in the right to die movement, which is where I'm involved. So I've had about uh, well a long time. I've been involved with people who have ended their lives using nitrogen, 
And so we're often in the position of uh, explaining to people how it works and advising them how they can make sure that it's quick and peaceful and reliable. And so we know a lot about it, which is why when the lawyers for Kenny Smith made contact and told me they were planning to use it as a means of execution in Alabama, I was a little surprised because one of the things that makes it work well is the total cooperation of the person who wants to die. And I couldn't see how a person being executed was going to exercise that same uh, enthusiasm. So I went down there. I had a look at the equipment. I got into the, they took me into the execution room there. Uh, and I saw they were going to use a face mask, which was very worrying because we have in the right to die movement where people want to die. We've abandoned face masks, I don't know, 15 years ago as being unreliable and dangerous. And so I said that. And when I gave evidence at the Montgomery hearings a few days later, I gave that evidence to the lawyers for the attorney general uh, from uh, Alabama about the fact that I thought they were going about it the wrong way and they were looking at possibly having a bad result by using a face mask, although I did accept the fact that if you use nitrogen properly and a person wants to die, it can be a very effective and peaceful way for a person to end their life. And so the reports that have come in now following the execution last night, I've talked to people who are actually there, and I've, of course I've read all the media reports, and people were pretty surprised about the fact that it seemed to take longer than they were expecting, that there was evidence of convulsions and muscle spasms. And I think realistically, when you look at this quite critically, almost everything that people were describing there could be explained by one simple phenomenon, and that is that Kenny Smith didn't want to die and he was fighting the process. And people said, you've said it was a, a, a peaceful and reliable way to die. And I said, yes, but that's where people actually want to die and cooperate. Kenny was not cooperating. I met Kenny when I was down in the prison down there. He's a very nice person. He would have done anything, I mean, but he was not keen to have it to, to cooperate in his own death. And I think by fighting it, by holding his breath, by taking little tiny breaths of the nitrogen rather than a big deep breath, which is what we encourage people who want to die to do, he slowed the whole process down and really accentuated the chance of muscle convulsions and the like, which seems to have so disturbed the witnesses and the journalists who are watching. Yeah. Why are they using the mask as opposed to a, a chamber? I know that, and I don't know yeah. that it's used that often anymore, but it used to be there were yeah. executions done using a gas chamber. Why the mask this time instead? Look, it's a good question why they've done it this way. I think it's a cheap and nasty option. They have a one-size-fits-all off-the-shelf $350 mask, which you can buy. In fact, I've bought my own now. I've got the exact same mask myself. Uh, and they just strap it on and they don't have to make any modifications. But masks have always are always a problem to the point that we've abandoned them because there's so much difficulty with leaking air as a person loses consciousness. The seal between the mask and a person's face mm. changes. Air can leak in when they take a deep gasping breath and slow the whole process down. And if you add to that the fact that the person doesn't want to die and is fighting the process, I think you've got all the ingredients for what people saw there last night. And that's why the media is is full of stories today about what a grim and horrible death it was. When you say that he didn't want to die and therefore it changes the calculus, there are, I suppose, people who believe in the death penalty who would say, well, so what? He doesn't want to die. Yeah. Um, that was his punishment for what he did. And why would you make provisions for that as opposed to just saying, we're going to do it this way. 
Look, I think yeah, yeah, I can understand what you're saying. I mean, there are people who believe he probably should have been tortured to death because of what he did. But the general feeling is that if you decide to kill someone uh, under a regime of capital punishment, that it should be a humane process. And this is dangerous. Apart from the fact that it looks awful for the witnesses, it's slow for Kenny, and there's a risk if any oxygen were to leak in from around the edges of the mask, that he might end up brain damaged but not dead. Wow. Um, I mean, obviously, they're going to have to go back to the drawing board in Alabama because I, I can't imagine they would do another execution this way. Who knows? After Who knows? Yeah. Uh, doctor, thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. We really appreciate the time. I have to tell you, the priest who was there, right. um, who administered last rites, was actually in the execution room. Yeah. And I heard him last night, and he said that he had to sign a waiver, which is the first time a witness to something ever had to sign a waiver because of what the doctor just said, that if gas escaped... If it leaks could, out of the... Right, he could gas. die. And he actually had to sign a waiver to be in there. It's a bad sign. Uh, we are going to take a break. All right, so when we come back, Dr. Terry Dubrow, we got him out last night in L.A., and yes, he saw what Jillian Michaels said about what he said about her. Um, this is going to be a regular feature. They, on are, they are going back and forth. <laughs> he says, do not believe what Jillian was saying yesterday. The quotes that she was reading from him, he says she's got it all wrong. And he'll explain when we come back. Welcome back to TMZ Live. Uh, no one is going to let this go. The Ozempic Wars continue. By the way, and we are the platform. <laughs> yes, apparently this is where it's going to be waged. Um, and they're going to go back and forth. Now, I will say, we're, we're talking about uh, Jillian Michaels and Dr. Terry Dubrow from Botched. They have been battling about the think, uh, dangers think, think or... Of it, think, the, think of it as Nicki Minaj and Meg Thee Stallion, mm -hmm. but with weight loss. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and hopefully no one's going to be shot at all. Um, but this is... Except, except, except it is a shot. It is a shot. There you go. Good point. <laughs> uh, Jillian thinks that there are a lot of risks and dangers associated with weight loss drugs like Ozempic and warning people that this is not the way to lose weight. Terry, Dr. Terry Dubrow disagrees vehemently with yes. that and also kind of questioned her credentials. A lot, because as he put it, he said, I'm not taking medical advice from a physical trainer. So she shoot, shoots back on TMZ Live yesterday saying that he himself had uh, done a, an interview where he warned about patients yep. who had um, pretty serious side effects that got him hospitalized. Indeed. He, she read a quote from him. So... Uh, Terry saw that, and then we saw him out last night at Craig's, uh, and here is what he has to say to Jillian. What are your thoughts on what Jillian said on TMZ Live? Oh, yeah. She <laughs> said, I made an about face on Ozempic. Yeah. And that I used to think it was dangerous, and I'm really into it now. By the way, Jillian, that was taken out of context. That was an article I was interviewed about, about the dangers of not talking about Ozempic, Ozempic shaming, that if you don't talk about it and learn about the side effects, any medication be, can be dangerous. Look, at the end of the day, these are miracle drugs. Right. They are here to stay. They are saving lives. And Jillian, you're an amazing trainer and a fitness expert. But if you want to give medical and drug advice, 
take the MCATs to go to medical Ooh. school. Oh! And okay. by the way, I've been with him over 30 years. He never changes his mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, she did get him to change his mind at the Ivy about six months ago. Uh, yeah, when he was having the uh, Right, heart, and heart saved problems. his life. Right. I mean, this was the beat we didn't know we needed in 2024. I mean, this is just, to me, it's kind of ridiculous because I don't really know who to believe because at the end of the day, I feel like both of them have valid points and they also both have things to gain from this, right? Because like with Jillian, her whole business is based off of like training and fitness and losing weight. So obviously she doesn't want Ozempic to be popular. And on the flip side, I don't know if Terry Dubrow is getting any kickbacks or anything for pharmaceutical companies. <laughs> no, like, I don't I'm think not, he, no, we have no evidence that, of this. You, no. you don't know if maybe but it is you know, true he doctors has something are to in gain. With from the Ozempic work companies. But uh, look, Jill, and by the way, Jillian admitted that if she saw, thought it was safe, she would recommend she'd be it. all about it. Right. It's just that she doesn't think it's safe. I'm Matt in Florida, and here's the thing. I empathize with Julia Michaels because one, I'm a personal trainer, and two, I've lost 80 pounds myself. 80? Um, through a fitness journey. Yeah, I lost 80 pounds myself a couple, a few years ago um, just by going to the gym and changing my lifestyle habits. That being said, Ozempic is a good option, I think, and I'm obviously not a doctor. I took the LSAT, and I'm not taking the MCAT. <laughs> uh, Ozempic is, is probably a really good option for people who are severely obese who would probably need bariatric surgery or other things like that. Um, for the general public who can change their lifestyle with better decisions where they're not so far gone, I would – you know, I'm on that. I'm on that side of the fence where Ozempic should be a last, last resort. Yeah, but again, I just do think it's personal choice on how much risk you're willing to take. Okay, we are going to move on. Yes, uh, to Dune Two. Uh, the big blockbuster has arrived in theaters, and um, before you even get to the movie, people are ticked off about a souvenir that you can get uh, if you go see Dune Two. Uh, someone came up with this clever popcorn bin. I think it's brilliant. Um, and a lot of people are upset because they think... So we, we should explain. This is how you can consume the popcorn by sticking the popcorn your hand. tub is at the bottom there and you stick your hand in through there. It is a reference to, if you've seen Dune, it's the sandworm. Um, or is it? Well, some people see it as something else, and I'm worried about those people. Yeah, I'm going to try and get us not kicked off the air here. So a lot of people believe it looks like um, a popular sex toy. Uh, there uh -huh. is some, I don't even know, can, yeah. I, can I say yeah, it? Just whatever. Yeah, just whatever. It's a popular sex People said it looks like a, the medieval version of it. Um, and, and there and, are other, and, 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 and some people say it looks like, an orifice or two. Well, right. the sex Which toy I is emulating well, the orifice right, right. that you're talking about. Yeah, and so, uh, gonna get so I, much I don't trouble. know what happens now. It's going to make the, you know, kind of stick in your hand in there and get in the popcorn. It's so smart. Guys, this is so smart. You think they did this on purpose? Oh, right? my God, they did. Are you kidding really? me? They did. Well, of course I mean, look, they did it on purpose. It is emulating Whatever. from the movie. Everybody knew what people were. I mean, we're talking about this, and therefore we're talking about the movie. Because people are ridiculous. I know. And I know it, that they, and they're playing off it. It's a great exactly, idea. I'm sure they thought we of that. We put a poll up on the website. What does it look like to you? Where the sun don't shine. Jet turbine. A lady's flower <laughs> and a jet turbine. Boy, that is the I'm most TV safe option. I am dying to know what they say. I don't know. Where the sun don't shine. Oh, okay. That's we should have put sandworm as an too. option. I voted for where the sun don't shine. Oh, uh, <laughs> of course you did. How many times? <laughs> well, this Sunday we will find out.
who is going to the Super Bowl. And we know, of course, all the Swifties are hoping that the Chiefs beat the Ravens. But this is going to sound weird, but for Travis Kelsey, you won. You've already won. Yeah. You've already won. And, sure. and no offense to Swifties, I'm not talking about Taylor Swift. He has already won in that, look, if he gets to the Super Bowl and he wins the Super Bowl, that's a big thing. But if he doesn't win on Sunday, he's still going to win on Super Bowl Sunday, money-wise, is what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Yes, there is a whole lot of money following, following Travis Kelsey around. So uh, joining us now to track all that money is our buddy Damon John from Shark Tank. We follow the money with him. Every oh, oh, wait. Look at I'm that. Sorry. Oh, 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 all right. Oh, oh we're hey going to start. I'm sorry. I was doing some, some really amazing reading. <laughs> you? you know, normally you, you wait and you work the plug in somewhere in the middle right. of the segment, but I like it. You just start that right off good. the bat. Oh, I'm not here to plug the fact that I'm on Inc., the cover Inc. magazine of course uh, not. Uh, right now. And all, the, all of my body, all of that stuff is out with all of my ink. But let's talk about Travis and, and Congrats Super on the cover. Bowl. But yes, uh, Travis and the Super Bowl. So, um, you know, everybody, every player wants to make it to the Super Bowl. But Travis Kelsey is in a unique situation here that because of all the, you know, all this, the, the circus that's been around him all season, he's going to win big if he doesn't actually get to the Super Bowl financially. This is a win-win no matter what for him because, so let's look at this. If you win uh, the Super Bowl, I believe you get $164,000 bonus, bonus per player. Yeah. We're not talking about other things that may be in there and MVP various other elements of it. So if he wins a Super Bowl, of course, this man has been training all his life to get to this point. I'm sure that that is the biggest aspect of his life. And if he is a Super Bowl winner, he's going to move on and get so many more endorsements and various other things over the years, but or, or this year for sure. But he's being offered millions of dollars to show up and or host events. You can't do that if you're in the Super Bowl. So mm -hmm. he's, you, know, you can get in there on a Thursday. That's when it really starts and have a million on Thursday, million on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday and set other deals. I believe he's going to make $5 million uh, a year off the field. Damn, Damon, he should make $5 million on one Super Bowl commercial, I would think. 100%, but let's say he doesn't go to the Super Bowl. We're talking about he's going to win no matter what because you can't be practicing for the biggest game of your life and going to host events because, you know, look at people that are currently hosting events and I go to the Super Bowl every year. Uh, besides, the last time I went, though, was 2020 in Miami and I'm talking about it, it was a super spreader. We had no idea yeah. what was happening. Um, but I went to a lot of events, and this year, uh, Gronk, Gronk does his Gronk Beach, Shaq does his Shaq Funhouse. You got the Sports Illustrated party, uh, all thrown by my buddies, Medium Rare. But I'm telling you that these people are offering millions of dollars, T-Mobile, all these other brands, and he he will bank, but he can't do that if he needs to practice for the biggest right. game of his life. Win or lose, this guy is going to make a fortune um, off yes. the field, no matter what, he's already doing, you know, big commercials, probably making millions and millions of dollars and with no end in sight. I want you to put your Dr. Phil hat on for a second. Um, when somebody all of a sudden um, has that opportunity to basically be set for life in a really big way, but in this case, partly because of the woman he's dating, that seems to be a tricky thing to navigate because you don't want to make it look like I'm kind of, you know, doing this off her back. Um, but at the same time, there's something undeniable that that relationship 
is what's triggered all of this. Hundred, we see it all the time. We've seen it with power couples. We've seen uh, J Lo and A Rod. We've seen um, a lot of power couples who the man. That's or a good the one. Woman, That's a good example, by the way. Yeah, the man or the woman um, get uh, they're 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 great whoever they are, because that's why they're a power couple, it all rises. And then when that split comes, you do not know how the world's going to take it. Um, and that's a gamble. But you know what? Uh, you know, that's something you can't necessarily predict. I, uh, you know, all we could predict now is that does he go to the Super Bowl? And, it, and it, we can't predict that. But if he doesn't go, does he take the cash? I would think that he wants to do this so it doesn't look like, Oh my God, honey, look, I got the State Farm commercial because of you. You don't want to overplay that, but it's also a reality. And I'm just saying navigating how he interacts. You don't talk about it. That's how you do it. I think it. you do talk about you it. You don't talk to about it. You have to talk about it. No, you don't. You, you certainly don't talk about it in terms of saying, I got this because of you. Well, no, but the reality is she knows she's bigger than well, football right now. Sure. You know, the reality is if you're married, you got to say that regardless. I am Heather's husband. <laughs> I am not the shark. So if you want to have a warm meal and not sleep on the couch, I got this all because of you, honey. Oh it's, that's that's how, if you want to be happy, that's what you need to know. Because remember, the wife is always the CMO, the chief memory officer, the chief money the officer, chief memory you officer. piss her off. She is the chief misery officer. <laughs> and so you better, Harv, don't get that man in trouble. <laughs> the CMO. Wow. That All right. Hysterical. But anyway, a, no matter what happens, we know he's going to win. And I want when you guys are all on your flights going home from Vegas. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Another all, one? Just really. <laughs> did you just DJ Khaled me? Another one. <laughs> you guys are amazing. What, what were we talking about? Follow the money. Follow what this guy does. All right, does. right, right. You some good points. Follow the money. You have We're, to play it carefully. Well, We're grateful and, to get some time with you before your next uh, cover shoot. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Damon. Thanks, Damon. Thank you, guys. Appreciate that it. That was hysterical. Oh, boy. <laughs> so Storm Reid had a, uh, a big start to her year. She has won an Emmy for her guest role on The Last of Us. Great show. Yeah, but the 20-year-old actress has something else she's been doing. We got her out at LAX. We asked her whether she would go back to uh, what she was doing <laughs> before. Is things different at school, you know? Like when you're just walking around, like you got you got the hardware <laughs> now. Is, it, is, yeah. is things different? Um, no, I think people are just really happy and excited for me. Um, you know, people, I think, are a little bit more comfortable with saying things now on campus, now that I have the Emmy, but things haven't changed. People are proud, people are um, excited for me, so it's a cool feeling. So a lot of people coming up to you give like, can you Yeah, say right? congratulations. Yeah. Does that teacher dynamic change at all? No, I mean, I, I'm always gonna be a student, so whether I know the information you're, you're teaching me or not, um, I've learned that a lot of the stuff that I've learned at USC is some of the stuff that I've already known or or some of the stuff that I've already like you know put into practice in my craft well look I'm sure a lot of people are looking at Storm Reid and thinking why would you go to college when you're an Emmy award-winning actress you're in all these big shows and while I don't think college is for everyone if you have the means to do it it's an incredible experience to have and frankly a ton of actors who are in their 20s or teens they don't get to go to college because they're too busy grinding away so I think it's really cool that she's able to be an actress and have a campus life too and I do too studying I, theater she's there, studying so, theater which is I, what she meant about the professor like it, if she knows it. it is I would think 
a little off-putting for a professor to be teaching somebody who won an Emmy. And like she says, yeah, I know a lot about the things they say. Right. She so was being very polite there. If she, she goes, being very polite. If she raises her hand. Does she bring the Emmy in and put it right in front of her <laughs> during the lecture? When like, she's arguing when she with the professor. When she asks the question, hold up the Emmy. Uh, professor, set a question. Hey, this is Addison from Galveston, Texas. Uh, I think it's great that she's uh, going to college, and I think a lot of people should uh, use her as an example and have something to fall back on, because you never know how crazy things can get. Like we've seen with the Writers Guild strike, um, maybe something happens with acting, and she ha she'll now have a degree or, for example, a skill to fall back on, and she'll stay afloat and not drown with the crazy financial society we live in these days. You know what uh -huh. she could do? She could teach. She could teach. She could teach. You know, uh, someone else has taken that page. Ah. Uh, and that I, would be. And I did that unintentionally. How's Look that? You. We are all about education here. Higher we are education. Indeed. After Storm Reed told us about being a student at USC, now you're going to see it from the other side. Because Bad Bunny showed up as a guest lecturer at Florida International University down in Miami. Dave Grutman is actually, it's his class. He's the king of Miami. He's yes. got all the restaurants all the and rest he's got all the nightclubs. Mr. Hospitality. And he is very good friends with Bad Bunny who walked into class. They were having a conversation about one of Dave's restaurants that he had opened. So Bad Bunny was jumping in here and there's a translator who apparently didn't get it right. That's what we, we've been talking about here is creating an ecosystem. You like that word ecosystem? You like the ecosystem? Es un sistema de eh, un sistema que tú has creado no solamente de tu música, pero también de de moda y es parte de todo un círculo eh, un ecosistema. Un ecosistema. Un ecosistema. You're going to translate for me now, Bad Bunny? Yeah. <laughs> That's actually really cool. We actually yeah. did a Tubi documentary on Bad Bunny. We did. Um, right. It's available is, on Tubi right now. Yeah, no, he's he's awesome. awesome. Okay, have a great weekend. We will see you Monday.